Welcome back. This is a very special Florida episode. We haven't done a Florida episode in a bit. Uh, well, the truth is, we haven't really like. Oh, oh my God, could you even hear me? No. Well, you didn't even care. You didn't even. You you just went right into the episode and didn't even care that I didn't have my mic. I should just leave and let you do this episode. You were all like, "Welcome, all stars," with, with your mic and everything. I'm good with that. Okay, You're fine. Just giving all kinds I'll just, of attitude I'll, tonight, anyway. I'll just watch on, you do it. Go that. to bed. Go. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hey listeners, ever wonder what it would be like to blow up your comfort zone at the tender age of 50? Well, we did just that. When our last kid went off to college, we hit the road in search of a new hometown. Now we bounce from city to city and bring you along for the ride. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. What's up, All-Stars? Welcome to another episode. We have a three-pack for you this week. It is the Naples, Florida, St. Pete, Florida, St. Petersburg, yeah. for those of you vernacular inclined, and last but not least, my personal favorite, North Fort Myers Beach, actually Fort Myers. I thought St. Pete was a different area. I thought it was different than St. Petersburg. I, I was know. like, so is it a different city? Like, I would say St. Petersburg and everyone would say, no, it's St. Pete. They would not say, no, it's St. Pete. They would say, no, St. Pete. And I'm like... Okay, so it must be a different city. I thought there were two cities right next to each other. One called St. Petersburg, one called St. Pete. Same city, but I don't know, however many years ago, the residents of St. Petersburg agreed to call the strip of beach that goes down the coast of St. Petersburg. Why? That, that little strip by itself, like kind of like Baja it's del Sur it's in so Mexico stupid. on a much smaller scale. They call it St. Pete's. Just Whatever. It's St. Petersburg, so just stop with it. Okay. Well, maybe you can write a letter to your city councilman. Well, he, I don't live in that city. Just so. make sure you address it to St. Petersburg and not St. Pete's. All right, we'll do. It's not going to get there. Anyway, we're excited to bring you this episode. It's been a minute since we've been there, but... Uh, well, the thing is, is that we haven't really explored much of Florida. Like, the only place we really explored was Panama City when we arrived. We had three days there. Then we obviously did an episode about the villages. But like Florida's so big, like California, meaning that there are so many cities to visit and so many different cities. Like like the Panhandle was definitely like... Yeah, we still have to do an episode different about that. than like Miami. I mean, they're so different in the oh, Panhandle. Yeah, you could say that again. <laughs> the Panhandle was so different. One has a Confederate flag. Yeah. And the other has Cubans. Yeah, exactly. And and it's crazy how big how the difference, the state, the size, and just the difference in dem- demographics. Like who lives where, what they're doing, how much money they make, all in the same state. That's not really what I intended to talk about at this point. I was ready to go on St. Pete's. Hit St. Pete's. All right. Let's go hard. So uh, back to the subject at hand. We uh, had the opportunity to meet one of our friends, Patrick. Hi, Patrick. I was waiting for you to say something. <laughs> uh, well, I know he's listening. So uh, yeah. Hi, Patrick. And an old friend, Gina and Sarah and Mike, a whole gaggle of New Yorkers, basically, who yep. were... Um, coming down to St. Pete's to visit Sarah's mother. And we got to crash their party. Yeah, we did. Patrick invited us. Literally, it was Gina's birthday and we yeah. got we crashed her party. So uh, quick story, Patrick and I went to Youngstown State University together. Go Penguins. 
Go Penguins. And uh, Patrick is a news producer in New York for WPIX. Patrick is the kind of guy to paint the picture. It's like you feel like you're best friends with Patrick, but then he does all this stuff with all these other people all over the country. Oh my God. I thought that was just me. I swear to God. Like when I literally thought it was just me feeling that way. Yeah. I was like, huh. <laughs> so he just has this way of making you feel like you're, the you're most his important. best friend. Yeah. He I, really does. Not. He I, does. Yeah. Until he's like. Until on a you, trip with someone else. Yeah, totally. Until you see him in like Greece with like somebody else. You're like, and you're like huh. what the fuck, Patrick? <laughs> I thought it was I just me. thought we were me. boys. Oh my God, James. <laughs> I literally thought it was just me. No, you, you only know him through me. I know, but I'm still, I still get upset when I see him on trips with other people. <laughs> fair enough so uh anyway we had the opportunity to go with uh patrick and his other best friends yep to saint pete's and we were actually scheduled to go to savannah at that time and we blew off the trip to savannah because we're like well if he's going to come down here then we got to catch him absolutely and uh we were able to do so we went to a hotel called what the hell was it called la zamora Uh, yes la zamora it, okay, so here's the deal with St. Pete's. I don't know if it was law. Anyway, so uh, La Zamora is on St. Pete's Beach. It's really pretty. At the time we went, it was incredibly cold. It was <laughs> like 28 <laughs> degrees in Florida that weekend. It he was, was so true. pissed off. He said, we'll be laying by the pool by the time you guys get down here. Uh-huh. And we said, okay, cool. And then when I texted him, he said, I'll be the one wearing every single article of clothing I brought yep. in my suitcase because it's so cold right now. Yeah. Um, so poor Patrick, he was expecting a sunny, balmy Florida vacation. And instead, he should have just stayed in New York. Yeah. Um, but uh, we met up with him. We met up with Gina, the birthday girl, represent... Uh, and we met up with, uh, uh, Sara and her husband, Mike Yep. and Sara's mother, Kaisa, who was living in that area. And I believe she lived in Gulfport, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very sweet lady. So we got to spend time with them. We met them at a place called Drunken Tacos mm-hmm. in a section of town called Gulfport, which I think is, that's on the mainland. Um, yep. And it's a little south, I think, of St. Pete's, St. Petersburg, I, I think should it's say. it's north, but go ahead. Oh, it's north of, Maybe. yeah, like she said, it's north of, anyway, just look up Gulfport and go there. It's a really cute area, um, super safe. We were able to park the car. We had our junk in the back and everything. Yeah. Didn't worry it's for just a second. It's just a traditional, like, Florida beach town. Yeah, it like, felt like literally. a little beach town. Yeah, it was really cool. It was um, literally a Florida beach town. Had a lot of character and charm. It had some older houses in the area. You know, the thing you run into in Florida a lot is the sort of cookie cutter communities. <laughs> and then you'll find once in a while these beach properties. Oh, I know you didn't just look at me right now. And you find these these like beach <laughs> these beach uh, these beachy towns that are super cool. And have a lot of like old school flavor. St. Augustine is great. Uh, we found out Mount Dora was great. You know, you get houses that have been around for, I don't know, 80 plus years, 100 years. Yeah, I think that 60 years. Gulfport, you're not allowed to tear the houses down and yeah. build McMansions. Like you're not yeah. allowed to do that. And that that's so nice. I know obviously people with money want to come in and destroy the landscape and build their perfect, perfect beach house yeah. and take up four lots. 
don't do it in Gulfport. They won't yeah. let you. Yeah. They're not interested in you ripping everything down and building no. a McMansion. So um, Drunken Tacos was good. It was a fun time. It was. Got to meet and talk with everybody. And then... Uh, you know what's really cool about Gulfport? I'll tell you this. Not something you would ever notice. So you know how like <clears throat> landscape, like when... In, you'll see this in any most places, a lot of places. People use rocks to landscape the front of their yard. They don't use grass anymore. They use different colored rocks. Gulfport, you'll see this when you're walking like down the street, uh, well, you know, near the beach or whatever, even a side street. They use shells. Oh, yeah. That's they right. use shells to instead of rock, like for their landscaping. Gravel. Yeah, for their gravel. gravel. It was so cool. I was like, these are shells. Oh, my gosh. So you just be walking on a sidewalk and like around, you know, a tree where it would normally be rock or stones or something. It was all white shells. It was really cool. Super cute area. Lots of restaurants, little shops. So we went to the historic Peninsula Inn after Drunken Tacos to mm-hmm. get a little cocktail. You had your bad pina colada. Uh-huh. Uh, I forget what I had. I had some sort of gin ricky or something. I'm just kidding. I had, uh, I had what's the, uh, what's the drink right now that's in all the memes? Um, I have no idea. The, we did one. We did the... We did like the, the old-fashioned? No, no. It was like something, something, Negroni. I had a Negroni. <laughs> we did one. We did a TikTok with a Negroni. You're right. It was the dumbest. <laughs> Stop it. That was really funny. It got a lot of views. No, it didn't. It did. It did not. It Don't did lie. so. Don't Go lie ahead. To everyone. <sighs> anyway, I had a Negroni. And you know what? At first, I was like, oh, God, what is this? But Patrick ordered one. I was like, oh, sure. I'm game. And it was pretty damn good, actually. All right. I must See? say. The place was really quaint. I think it was adorable. It's a hotel, right? Yeah. And they just like were redoing it and they were just like opening up part of it. So yeah. we ate like, not ate, I'm so sorry. We drank like in the lobby area. I don't know. It was like, it was like kind of like mixed up furniture. It was just mixed up chairs, like different styles, but yeah. all like kind of Victorian looking. It was cool. It felt like uh, maybe a hotel uh, Nucky would have stayed in on Boardwalk Empire when he went to Florida. Okay. It's just really inside baseball for an HBO show. But Got it. Uh, anyway, if you ever watch that show, you know. And so uh, we did that. And then we checked into Hotel La Zamora mm-hmm. afterward, right? Mm-hmm. And um, really nice place. Yeah, it was great. It was perfect. Um, right on the beach. Yeah, it was adorable. It was just too cold to go to the beach. It was. But then right off the back of the restaurant, you could at least see the channel in between yeah. St. Pete's Beach and the mainland. Uh, rooms were nice. Yeah, it was perfect. No complaints. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, the bar area was really great. The lobby was cool. We actually spent a lot of time. We probably probably spent more time in the lobby than yeah. we spent in the bar area. And it wasn't like I mean, if if it was if it was packed, you didn't feel like it. Right. So, um, yeah, I really liked it. Like you're right, we did spend time in the lobby, like just hanging out, having a drink. We'd bring a drink in from the bar and just chill in the lobby. Like they had nice couches, yeah. really cool. Yeah, uh, a little pricey. Uh, a little bit. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think it's because of the location of where it was. It was just yeah. unfortunate. Like we didn't walk to the beach. I don't technically know how far from the beach it was. I couldn't. Oh, no, the beach was right across the street. Okay. Was there a walkway? Did you see? I believe so. Oh, okay. That's <clears throat> that's that definitely why. It was a little hard because the day we were there, A, it was freezing. Yeah. So we didn't go to the beach. And B, there was some sort of event. So the next day we decided we're going to head over to St. Petersburg. St. Pete Beach. I got it right. No, we were in St. Pete Beach. That's where the hotel is. We were heading to the mainland. Ugh, okay. Was this morning we stopped at La Crescette's restaurant? Yes, right before we went to 
The Salvador Dali Museum. Oh, yeah. The Salvador Dali Museum. Yeah. So we did. So we went to this restaurant that was like, I don't know how we found it or it was like Gina, I think, found it. It was like there was a couple restaurants that were like highly rated on wherever she was looking, whether it was Mm -hmm. Yelp or Google. And this was one of them. And it were they known for their Benedicts? Like, did they, they have were. a bunch of different they had Benedicts? Like six or oh, eight different. Sara's mom told us to go there. Sara's mom, yeah, yeah. Kaiser told us yeah. to go there. And so um, we went there. I had the corned beef um, Benedict. What'd you have? Uh, did I you just, get a Benedict? I did. I got like a spinach, like tomato and avocado Benedict. It was so good. Nice. Yeah. Um, there was a little bit. Uh, I mean, it was very busy. I suspect it's probably a place where you know there's. Sometimes or often a wait. Uh, we didn't have to wait though. We got in like no, almost right yeah, we away. Got, right? We got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that was great. Obviously, uh, we were starving. And so we ate and then we headed off to the Salvador Dali Museum. We did. I mean, that's what St. Petersburg is kind of known for the Salvador Dali Museum. I've heard about the Dali Museum for years. Even when I I wasn't living in Florida. I was living in Chicago. People would say, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Uh, Salvador Dali Museum in St. Petersburg. And I remember hearing it was um, a small little museum, but it had private works, meaning um, they were works that were donated by a, uh, a a private family. It wasn't a museum in the sense that like it was a county run museum. It was a private museum. It was this family opened up their art collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, that were pieces from Dolly. They knew him personally. So I remember it was a very, very small museum. And um, some of my friends would go in to the museum and um, it was just super quaint. Now it's like your typical, like they got yeah. an, an architect to come out and they built this like highly modern museum it's it's not what it used to be but um more works and it's it's really really amazing yeah and on the outside the architecture looks as surreal as a dolly shape or some sort of um image that you would see in one of his paintings um they have actually six or is it six or eight eight of his masterworks eight they have eight massive, massive yeah. pieces that uh, take up, you know, the entirety of a wall. Uh, really impressive what they have there. You know, I was never a huge Dolly fan. Um, not, <clears throat> not that I disliked his work at all. I just didn't know much about him. I mean, there are certain prints that I would see, like you know, in the '90s. He was very popular, I think, in the '90s. Everybody had he a, was, yeah, a I dolly remember in like when their, we were in college. Yeah, in their just dorm say, rooms. Yeah, everyone yeah. had a dolly. Um, I liked his work, but I never got a print. Uh, I learned so much about him as an artist. And then just to see like any artist, like where they started and where they ended and how different their, their work changed. And yeah, I loved it. I loved it so much that I would go back and I would bring like, I'll bring Ellie maybe when she comes to visit or one of the girls, like it's such a cool experience. The great thing about him is that he was around for so long that you had like an advantage with him as an artist that you don't often get. And that is all the different eras and how his attitude changed as he got older. He actually left the surrealist movement. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was one of the creators of it. So that was, I found that stuff interesting. And, you know, he was, he was a rebel till the end. He was just sort of a restless soul, I think, when it came to being an artist. Um, not in the point, not, not in the way that it was depressing or, no, not at all. You know, self-inflicted, uh, it you know, was, peril um, or anything like that. But he was thought just provoking. His yeah. work was very thought provoking, I felt. The one thing I could say about, 
spending um, time there was that it wasn't overwhelming. Like sometimes you go to these museums and you think, okay, I'm not going to be able to finish this in a day. And honestly, they're really boring. They're boring. They're just boring as hell. I'm not a museum person. James could hang out all day. I'm like kind of in and out. And the beauty of this museum was like, it wasn't too big. Um, You can sit and look at at a painting as long as you wanted, but you could also do it within like the whole museum within like an hour if you wanted. Yeah, if you and wanted. That's and to me, it's like for someone who's not a museum person who was never really um, into his artwork so much to like get a print. Uh, I left there a fan. Oh, great! Yeah, the pieces cool. were beautiful. So that tells you something. It's it's worth uh, the trip to St. Petersburg to go to the museum 100%. Uh, okay. So anyway, that's the Dolly Museum. Highly recommend, especially if you're in the St. Pete area 100%. Or, or anywhere near there. It's totally worth it. It was totally affordable. I forget. How much were the yeah, tickets? 30 bucks. 30 bucks a head? Yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah, I think so. Okay. That's what it was. Yep. Not I know. Bad. Not I um, think I know. Okay. And then uh, what did we do after that? Is that the night we went to Verducci's Okay, so pizza? we went to Verducci's. Yeah, we went to this um, Italian restaurant. I don't, I think Sara found, yeah, Sara Sara told us to go to this Italian restaurant. So we did as a group. Yeah, uh, sat down, family style appetizers. We did all that stuff. We did mm-hmm. a carcuterie board. Yeah, it was really funny. The waiter was thoroughly annoyed that we were there and he would continuously tell us not to order what we wanted to order. And we'd still order it. <laughs> That's right. Uh huh. He told me not to order um, what I wanted. He told Sarah not to order what she wanted. Uh huh. Yeah. And we were a fairly big party. I mean, we're one, two, there are four, six, seven of us. Uh-huh. And then uh, a group of sorority girls sat down on the other side. I th- no, there was It was like somebody's bridal shower or something. Like we were in the big party room. And, like there were two other big parties. And when those girls sat down, I think everybody at our table looked at each other like, we need to get our order in right yep. now. Pronto. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I went safe. I went with the pasta bolognese or something like that. What was okay. it? What'd you get? I got because whatever meat- you got, that's what I got. I got spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, okay. I got spaghetti and meatballs too. Uh-huh. Um, I liked mine. You not as big a fan? No, hated it. <laughs> the best was at the end of the spaghetti and meatballs. I didn't eat any of it. I had a half a meatball. Yeah, and Patrick was like, "Well, you should take it with you and put it in your refrigerator in the hotel." And no, he wouldn't stop. He just, and I couldn't say to him, this sucks because Sara suggested the restaurant. She's sitting right across from me. And so Patrick was like, you're not going to take that. And I was like, no. And he said, why aren't you going to take that? Aren't you going to, you won't eat it the next day. And I I said, no, he goes, he said, you don't like leftovers. Like you're too good for leftovers. Then he goes, (laughs) he goes, he goes, James won't eat it. And at one point I want to be like, Patrick, this is going in the trash. So whether they throw it in the trash or I throw it in the trash, it's going in the trash. So I prefer not to carry it in the car and then throw it in the trash. So I was like, shut up, Patrick. I don't so want awesome. to take it home. All I kept saying to him was no, no. And he was like, huh? Yeah. I was like, no, it sucked, Patrick. It sucked. So Verducci's was a bus for you. Yeah. I think in terms of service, it was a bus for all of Holy us. Holy cow. It took was two hours. was a terrible waiter. Two like, hours. There was a point where Patrick looked over at me. He's like, I'm not even sure this guy actually works here. I said that. You said that? I said that. Oh. Yes. Am and I accrediting your joke to somebody else? 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I stand corrected. I don't like to steal people's material, so normally I would argue with you, but if you're saying you said it. I said it. Okay. I said it to everyone at the table. I said he doesn't even work here. <laughs> and it did not look like he worked there. He wasn't particularly dressed up for the occasion. No. That's for sure. No. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Verducci's. And we, we tried some other restaurant first, but they couldn't seat all of us, yeah. if I remember right. That, that place looked amazing. Yeah. 
we wouldn't know. Anyway, after that, so that was that night. Yeah. What did we do after that? Oh, Patrick and I just went to the bar in the hotel, hung out, <laughs> talked about old times. Uh-huh. And then uh, the next morning we got up and... Well, we went to a Greek restaurant and I think you forgot about that. So the Greek restaurant, I think you might have it... Do I have my nights mixed you up? You do. It's okay. Verducci's was Saturday night. The Greek restaurant was after the Dolly Museum on Sunday. The Greek restaurant was was pretty good. Um, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I did I too. It was good. Acropolis. Yep. I thought Check it was good Check out Acropolis too. in P- St. Petersburg. Yeah. It was good. To me, it was worth the Uber ride. I thought it was a good restaurant. The thing I really liked about um, downtown St. Petersburg was that there were, you tend to go to cities sometimes where it's just all bars and restaurants and, you know, it's great. You know, they're bringing in revenues, but like as a tourist, like you kind of want like a cute little clothing store or a cute little houseware store or something like, like you can't really hang out downtown if there's just bars and restaurants and like no trinket shops. And St. Petersburg actually has that. Um, I liked that a lot because, you know, he and I could bounce into like there was an art store there. There was a houseware store there. Yeah. There was a clothing store there. They had like cool shops there. So that's what I liked. Um, St. Pete Beach was also like that. St. Pete Beach had tons of cute little stores, not just restaurants and bars, but actual retail stores, whether it was like a paper, a papery store, like with cards and books and stuff like that. Or, um, again, like a clothing store, but, um, I just find in some cities they're just loaded with bars and restaurants. It's like, okay, it's bars and restaurants. Like this doesn't really give me a feel for the community here. So like I look at little rock, Arkansas, for instance, that was just bars and restaurants. When yeah, we went to downtown, like there's like, strip. yeah, it was like kind of a bummer. Like you couldn't really venture anywhere. It was just bars and restaurants. Mm. You could bar hop. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's like, okay, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. There was a day though, like, okay. So there was a day where you went, speaking of shops, we found that really cool nautical clock on the wall and all that stuff that was really cool remember that place that was at saint pete beach and yeah it was it was a really cool high-end basically houseware place like they're like clocks on the walls like uh martini shakers glassware um like even little end tables, but like not a furniture store. It wasn't stuff you would find at Pier 1. Not at it all. It was cool. It was a visual feast walking around. I was like, oh, you know, I could buy this if I had $400 to spend on it. Yeah. Or I could buy that or I could, you know, it had they plenty had of like submarine, like submarine head. They had a submarine head, what, right? a diver's head? Yeah. A diver's Remember helmet. Remember that? A diver's helmet. They had a submarine diver's helmet like on the wall. Like it was the coolest thing. You could purchase it. It was so cool. Yeah. But it wasn't just like limited to nautical themes. It had like no. little motorcycle, like tons of stuff that would look great in a home office. Anyway, it was a cool place. Yeah. Um, and then you went to a place called Cosette's. Yeah, that was another little boutique at St. Pete's Beach. It was a cool place. It had like candles and it had jewelry. It had some clothing. Um, It was just kind of an eclectic mix of just different things. That was interesting because I had such a good conversation with a couple people. One was the lady that owned the place. And two was a woman who was actually, I believe, shopping there. And, you know, I was telling James, you know, James and I were talking about this just recently. So what we've realized on the road, both of us, um, we've come across this more than once, is that we're finding 
these cute little towns. And we're finding really angry people that live there. (laughs) Who hate remote workers. Yes. Who hate transplants. Yes. And St. Pete Beach is one of them. And it is a common theme across the board. I mean, I'm talking from leaving California and and going to Florida and all the states in between. Yeah. Even Oklahoma. Guthrie, Oklahoma. Yeah. uh, They're not happy about remote working. What happens is those little towns will take your money, but then they want you to go back to your big city. Yeah. They don't want you to stay because you ruin the landscape. And St. Pete Beach is pretty mad about it. So it used to be a sleepy little beach town. Tourists would come from like they they were very clear like oh we'd get people from Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan. They'd come down for like November, December, January, February. You know, it was so sweet. We knew the same people all the time, the same snowbirds. Mm-hmm. Well, the pandemic hit and all of a sudden people could live anywhere and this sleepy little beach town became on the map. It it sprung up on the map somehow, and now all these New Yorkers and New and New Jersey people found it, have have descended upon this beach town, and according to the residents of St. Pete Beach, they've ruined it. They've literally ruined it. They said pricing has tripled. So if you lived in St. Pete and your kid wanted to buy a house, you can forget it. I mean, it's honestly the same story we've been hearing. Yeah, we heard hearing. this in Boise. Sure, we've been hearing it everywhere though because remote working has allowed people who lived in the big cities and were paying $4,000 a month for a one-bedroom apartment to come to a little beach town in Florida and buy a home and pay you know, $100,000 for over asking because, heck, they can get a house on the beach for $500,000, and that's a steal when you're paying $4,000 a month. I think so- remote workers are an easy scapegoat for this. And certainly during the pandemic or after the you know post-pandemic America, where people are moving to different spots, that's the whole gist of what we're doing. Those I, hidden I, gems aren't hidden gems anymore. That's that's the thing. And I get People that. are mad. I understand that. But I don't think it really is a result of remote work. I personally feel like it is a result of the evaporating middle class. There's no such thing as a middle class salary or uh, year annual income that can allow you to afford these beach towns anymore. It's just not in the cards no, for but you. St. Pete Beach, that's what they were complaining about. People were affording it. And now they're that's making what I'm it saying. impossible to live there. But it's, it's not because of remote working. It's because the wealthier are getting wealthier and the poor are getting poorer. Okay, but was what? But but their point was, if it weren't, if it wasn't for remote working, people wouldn't have descended upon yeah that city. They just wouldn't have. I understand that. That's that's a fact. I, I know though. what you're saying, and I'm saying that's bullshit. I disagree. I think it's true. You think it's just because of remote workers? I do. I think that remote working allowed people. Who, of course, I think there are certain. They, they, they didn't make I up think these there numbers. are certain job they categories. Didn't make up these numbers. I think there are certain job categories that allow you to make such a living where you would be considered uh, by most uh, country standards uh, to be upper class. Yes, or to but, be upper middle class. But you couldn't move before. You were stuck in whatever city was allowing you, affording you that paycheck. Now you can work somewhere else. So why not pick a city? 
that's cheaper to live in and, you know, buy a house there and, and you don't mind paying more money for um, that house because it's still cheaper than living in So you're in New telling York. me one computer programmer moving to St. Be- St. Pete's Beach is doing more financial, is having more of a financial impact than it's the not. real estate agent who has six Airbnbs. My point is, it's not just one. That's that's no, what they're I'm saying, saying pound for pound, which 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 adds up to more. You have one person that owns six properties, and you have one person that owns one well, property. Of course, but that's not the six Airbnbs aren't overpopulating St. Pete Beach. It's, Absolutely, that's not it. I disagree. I guarantee. So you're there telling are me the shop owner and the lady that lived there is are full wrong. Of shit. Yes. Okay. You're that's just stupid. No. I disagree. It is. It's not stupid. It is because you're telling me that they're wrong. They live there. They live there. So you're telling me. I think it's easy for them to point at somebody and say, yeah, ever since Joey and uh, Kyle and Teresa moved in. But James, we've heard this across the board. We've heard this across the board. I know. And they're all wrong? I don't think there are 30 people moving to Guthrie, Oklahoma that are now remote workers. I think they're building a development th- I, community. What, yeah. what do you think? Okay, what are you thinking? Then they're just doing I'm it for the hell of it. I'm thinking a developer moved in and is developing the land and is selling that land. But like people have to at come three times the yeah, totally. So people are coming. Yeah, people are coming. Nobody's going to move to Guthrie unless they, they unless they can. Nobody. I mean, what you're not making any sense. We've heard this. No, from I'm totally, everyone. Okay, so let's see the Washugo, percentages. Washugo, Washington. Let's see the percentages. Let's see the percentages of those people who are actually working out of their house. I just don't believe the numbers are there. I'm sorry. I don't. I believe that uh, if you're talking about five major cities in the United States, so let's say Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Seattle, Boston, or mm-hmm. whatever the f- yeah. top five cities are, the migration from those cities, are you mean to tell me out of all the towns across the entire country, they've totally dissipated and ruined the markets in all of these count like. There's just not that many remote workers who have moved. So you just think I'm it's sorry. normal people who are who are. I think the the cost of living is going up, and yeah, I think it's a little harder to make a living with inflation as a middle class uh, salary so earner they can't, in the United States okay, of America. But they can't afford. They can't afford um, St. Pete Beach. Like the middle class, we couldn't afford St. Pete. Like let's say five, three years ago, they said it all started in 2020. I don't know. I'm sorry. They live there. I think they know. They okay. they 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 can those two women I were able to wrong, tell us. And I think they're wrong. Okay. Well, I well, think first you're off, wrong. you don't know. Okay, I talked to them. Oh, where, were just, you, where, okay, were you? where were you? That's one anecdotal example. It's a business I want to owner. see the numbers. It's a business owner. It's, she it's a single business owner who suddenly realizes you know, she doesn't like people one, from New York. One one person is supposed to represent a hundred people. You know I that, don't right? that's in a survey that is one not statistically represent. based anywhere okay. in science. In my science. <laughs> Your pseudoscience of bullshit. I read that. I know that one person represents 100 <laughs> okay. people. It's like if you they see don't. one cockroach, you know there's a 100 cockroaches. Oh, that may be true. Oh, but with people, it's not. Okay. People hate us, and we're from Los Angeles. They don't like us wherever we go. That is true. Okay. But that just, doesn't you mean- You just proved my point. Thank but you. But there could be- But that so doesn't mean the numbers- that so when they that, say- That doesn't so mean the numbers say, are wrong. Well- yeah, I mean, well, okay, so it they may not like the New Yorkers, mean the but the numbers are wrong. The but numbers nobody, are still accurate, whether they like the person or not. Nobody's given any numbers. That's my whole point. Like, where's the data to back up this attitude okay, or this well, she, thing that okay, St. Pete is ruined girl, by remote work? Show me the data. 
the girl show me that, how many people moved in. Show me. I want to see the, the numbers. The girl that the girl that owned the candle One shop girl didn't have a database who, of how many people had moved into no, St. Pete. She could just she, tell you as a business owner, it is it's been so much traffic. The population has increased. The beaches are crowded. Okay. So what you're saying is that it's all a lie. She doesn't see what maybe, she's seeing. Maybe. Just saying maybe here. Maybe uh, the pandemic made a lot of people realize that living in some bullshit area isn't worth it. And it's worth spending a little extra money because life is short to live in a better area. And not necessarily working remotely. And you don't think working remotely allowed them to do it now? Because a lot of people are working remotely still. I'm saying I want to see the data because I don't believe the numbers I've are there. I've seen it across the board. And now you're saying that everybody... I don't see that. I know I'm not I, arguing with you about this. Because you're losing. I'm not. Uh, people the t- data isn't there to support the number of people these these people are... These, okay. these folks are claiming. Like... It's just not there. I'm not actually going to talk to you about this anymore. Okay, let's go on. Okay, good. Where are we going? <laughs> you mad? No, just go on. All right. So anyway, after you were done talking to that lady and she was done ripping on everybody who came from a big city, uh, we went to a place called Brutique to meet up with our friends. Mm-hmm. It was a great little place. Is a wine slash beer bar. In there, they had uh, retail clothing mm-hmm. and a bar. Not your typical, um, not your typical polo shirts. Not your typical sweatshirts no. or hoodies. They had some really cool designs. Yeah, they and did. Everything. Would definitely recommend Brutique if you are in St. Pete's. Yeah. Moving on. Let's talk Naples. Okay. Speaking of wealthy. Yeah. Speaking of the one percent. <laughs> They all live in Naples. They all live in. Whereas it's the funny thing. I think about this when I was driving through Naples. Beverly Hills is full of Saudis. Naples is full of white people. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty white. It's it's pretty darn white. So you can think Beverly Hills is full of like white people. No, most of Beverly Hills is owned by Saudis. And almost all of Naples is owned by white people from what we saw. But I have heard since I've been there and before I even went that Naples is the um, largest concentration of millionaires in our country. And um, I can't disagree from what I saw. So we were fortunate enough to stay in such a place. Oh, yes. With your friends, Jody and Mike. Yep. they. I should uh, say our friends, Jody and Mike. That came out wrong. <laughs> we had such a wonderful time at their home. Yes. They built a beautiful home in Naples. And um, they've lived in Naples on and off uh, for, gosh, it's been like... 10, 12, 15 years, something like that. Something like that. They had a condo in Naples for four years that they would go back and forth to from Chicago. And then they finally made Naples their permanent residence, I think, three years ago. And they built this beautiful house. It's gorgeous. Okay, so just think of... Coastal Living Magazine, that's Naples. Everywhere you turn, it's one beautiful home next to another beautiful home. Um, lots of luxury cars, lots of golf courses. Um, the beach is gorgeous. Just, it's pretty. Like, I cannot <laughs> stress enough. It is pretty. It really is. A lot of the people that live there only live there part-time. So you see these beautiful estates and when I say estates, I mean estates. So it's houses straight out of Bel Air, straight out of Beverly Hills, sitting on the beach um, that are only occupied a couple months out of the year because uh, people that own these homes live elsewhere. The first thing that we were shown when we got there was 
other houses on the street that have been <sighs> impacted by Hurricane Ian. It was Our so friends sad. were super fortunate. They were very fortunate. Their house was elevated on a lot that was just, um, had a little bit of a hill to it. Honestly, that's all it was. And um, their garage got flooded, but because the house was sitting up a little higher, uh, their, the water did not enter their home and their home is brand new. So um, they could not have been more lucky. Uh, the neighbors, gosh, they got hit I, like Across, across the street from them, to the side of them, a mm-hmm. kitty corner from them. Yeah. I, you would see these beautiful homes that just looked perfect from the outside and empty on the inside because of the mold. So um, the only way to um, restore that house is you have to completely gut the inside, tear the drywall down, put fresh drywall up. I mean, you have to strip it down to the bones, really. And um, it was so sad. I mean, yeah. So, and they were explaining to us too that like some people can't rebuild, like they can't rebuild because it's too costly because um maybe like, I don't know, they were explaining it to us like now the permits are different, like the house they had kind of like the Malibu fires. Remember people just couldn't rebuild because uh, Malibu required so many yeah. different like uh, permits and yeah, upgrades, requirements, changes yeah. in zoning. They were explaining to us that they were like their neighbor had to, the guy across the street unfortunately like he was selling the house and it was a beautiful home because um it was just too expensive for him to gut the whole house and try to redo it um i don't know if some people didn't have insurance just a lot of issues and uh it was sad but i have to say it's interesting because once we left naples we went to another town in florida and it's so interesting to see how that town still has remnants of the hurricane very visible but naples not so much and it just goes to show you like that like the amount of money in that city can move things along so much quicker yeah i was going to mention so we ended up taking a tiki boat tour we did which was fantastic you bring your own champagne you catch it i forget the name of the bar this the 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 um, restaurant where you catch these tiki boats. But uh, it really is just like one of those circular tiki bars on pontoons. And the uh, we had a captain and we got to sip champagne and he took us around and showed us uh, a few areas where either the waterfront properties had been damaged. Uh, there were a couple of yachts inside uh, you know, uh, yachts. There were a couple of yachts lots. inside yachts. their, their uh-huh. shelters that were damaged, even though they were moored inside. They were docked inside their shelters. They still got damaged. There were several. There were actually there was a boat in the middle of the bay, if yes. I remember right. Mm-hmm. And then there was like a, sunk. There was a boat sunk just sticking out of the bay, yeah. like half in, half out. And I said, "What are they going to do with that?" And he said, "Ah, oh, they might tow it. They might leave it." Yeah. Um, and there were a couple that were up on land. Yes, that is true. It was really odd. I have to say, yeah, seeing a boat out of water, uh, like in, in someone's front yard. Yeah. And I saw that more than once. That was really odd. Yeah. And these are multi-million dollar homes, like $25 million homes. And there was a boat and still in the front yard. Yeah. You didn't see it often, but we did see it once or twice on that tiki 
ride. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. With Naples being as affluent as it is and great houses everywhere, we're talking, you know, uh, on the outskirts of town, probably a million and a half, but where we were staying three to five million. And then all of a sudden the waterfront was like 12 to 22 or something, something in that range. Yeah, Um, easily. And like you said, they were only there a part of the time of the year. It really did make you wonder like, wow, what is it like to have that much cash where you can just let a $12 million mansion sit? For half the year. I mean, wasn't there one piece of property that he showed us that the land was $10 million? Yeah, he said, okay, so there was one, uh, he said, where they were just going to tear it down. And uh, the land itself was probably going to sell for about 10 mil. It's really hard to wrap your head around it. And when you see these homes, it's even harder to wrap your head around it because you know the people aren't there full time. It's it's crazy the amount of wealth that's in the world. And we, we, you know, look, we've all seen Lifestyles of Rich and Famous and Beverly Hills Housewives. But like to actually see it like up close, you're like, wow, this house is a monstrosity. Mm-hmm. We're talking some of them could be 15,000 square feet. And they only live here two months out of the year. Like it's yeah. it's just very difficult. Yeah. Um, so uh, we got to go around the bay. And then we went to Celebration. Uh, Celebration Park. Centennial Park oh Celebration gosh, Park where so the food trucks fun. were. So it was an area like we were on the bay. I want to oh, We should say. also mention at this point your friend your girlfriend Dana had joined us. She did. So my friend Dana, who lives in Delray Beach, which is on the other side of Florida, it's on the East Coast, she drove and met us in Naples on the West Coast. Uh Jody and Mike were so kind to open up their home to her. And we had so much fun. She was there. And after the tiki boat ride, yep. We had an opportunity, like, we were like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to a restaurant? Restaurant? What do we want to do? And they suggested we go to this area that has food trucks. And they said that the Tiki Boat normally can take, will take us to the food trucks. But I don't know, something had They're changed. They're not allowed to dock there anymore. Yeah, people were complaining. I don't know what it was. So we got in the car, went to the um, food trucks. Oh, my gosh. So these aren't just, like, food trucks that, like, pull into a parking lot and they hang out for a few hours. No, they're literally designated, like... They're the kind that like are always there, but they're food trucks. So yeah. it was But not awesome. roach coaches. No, it was. They were a far cry from roach coaches. Lobster talking rolls. Lobster rolls. Yes. Yeah. And then at the end, so you have a food truck. It's a food truck line on your left, a food truck line on your right. You walk down the middle and at the very end of the food truck line is a huge bar. It yeah. was awesome. So it was like this circular bar at the end of the food truck alley. I'm going to yeah. call it a food truck alley. Yeah. And um, so on the right, we have food trucks. The left, the left, we're walking down the middle. And at the end of it is this beautiful, big circular bar. And they have picnic tables everywhere. Live entertainment. Oh, my gosh. It was so much fun. Okay. Yeah, like, it was great. I don't know what food trucks like are in your town, but in this town, a $30 lobster roll was coming out of the food truck. It was nice. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have the lobster roll. I went a little cheaper. Uh, I got the gyro and it was really good. And then I got a gyro too after eating the lobster roll. Mm-hmm. It was so good. And um, it was just a really fun way to end the evening from the tiki boat ride, sunset ride. I can definitely say that in Naples, um, eating and drinking is kind of the thing to do. I mean, um, you obviously have the beach um, golf, and golf. There's plenty of golf courses there and country mm-hmm. clubs. But really, like you can get such good dining uh, experiences while yeah. you're visiting there. So there's like there's so much to eat and, you know, so many places to go. So you're never going to run out of uh, options when you're visiting Naples. That's for sure. Yeah. The downtown area where we ate, we had a few Italian dinners there, I think. Yeah, one we or had. Two. 
Yeah. We went to a couple different places. One of the first uh, restaurants we uh, experienced while we were there was a place called Alberto's. And that was no, a that was really good, good Italian restaurant. And then I went this other one called Malto. And that was also a delicious restaurant. Um, that one was uh, just a different style of Italian, but both excellent, both downtown Naples. I would suggest either one for anyone visiting Naples. What, and, uh, what was the one where we sat on the sidewalk? That was Malto. And they had the little martini bar inside. Yes. Yeah, that was a good place. Yeah, I really it was really, really cute. Um, there are plenty of hotels to stay in Naples. Um, I, I we Because we didn't stay at a hotel, we stayed at a friend's. I, I can't, I mean, look, there's so many nice ones there. And there's like the regular Hilton's and Marriott. So um, if you're going to go to Naples, my suggestion would be kind of be near the beach. Uh, you know, it's a beautiful beach and... Um, the downtown area, it seems like there's so many different places in Naples to go to that you don't necessarily, I feel like, have to be in the downtown area. I feel like if I were going to go and didn't have a friend, I'd go to the beach area. Like I'd stay near the beach because everywhere around the beach also there's like places you can walk to grab food. It's, um, I don't know if you necessarily, you know, need your car there. You do need a car to get there. But um, once you're there, I think you'll probably find that you'll be on foot quite a bit. So I was working that week, Monday through Friday. There were sections of town you saw that I didn't get to see. Um, That was my question, I guess. It's like, do you need to rent a car there? I felt like you don't necessarily need a car there. That was my thought because even when we ventured away from the downtown area and went toward the beach, there were still so many areas to grab food. There were so many areas to like go and get like, you know, uh, a cute little bathing suit if you wanted. Like um, there were still a lot of those places to go um, on foot. So for me, I I didn't feel like you needed a car in Naples. I I just did. I felt like if you wanted to go downtown, you can Uber. Um, But it is one of those cities where if you wanted to get a car, it'd be, it'd be, I think, pretty easy. Like you could find parking. Oh yeah, you can navigate pretty easily too. But I don't, I just don't think it's necessary. Like, I, I don't like everything seems within reach. Like there are some cities we've been to. Everything is far apart. You kind of need a car. This, I felt like Naples was not one of those cities, just from what I experienced. Got it. Any case. Uh, so Frosé, it's frozen rosé and it is the drink in Naples. So if you are going to Naples, you have to order a Frosé. It also has a little vodka in it. Oh, yeah. That was the kick. That's why I packed quite a little oh, punch. Yeah. I thought it was just wine. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. yeah. It was, it, was a little, re- it was really good. There's a little jab in there. What's up, listeners? We asked for your input and you delivered. The recommendations for new places for Denise and I to check out are pouring in. And this week, we wanted to highlight a message we received from one of our listeners, Dan, who had a lot to say about Iowa, but even more to say about a place called Door County, Wisconsin. I guess there are no chain stores allowed north of Sturgeon Bay, which makes it an ideal place to spend summers. And one of my friends has actually gotten back to me and he said, yeah, I've actually been to Door County and it's pretty freaking awesome. But all that said, Dan and his wife are currently in Arkansas and he gave us a lot of intel after our Little Rock episode. Dan says, if you head into Arkansas again, turn north at Fort Smith and head to the northwest corner of the state. If you can make the drive during the day, you're going to love the views and you'll be able to find some good barbecue around the Fayetteville Rogers area. 
Fayetteville is the true college town you think of, a.k.a. it has the University of Arkansas there. And surrounding towns like Springdale, Rogers, and Bentonville are all growing fast. Bentonville is getting a little more expensive as the downtown area housing market has exploded. But there's lots of biking and mountain biking trails in the area. It's a great place for concerts and lots of little boutiques, especially in Fayetteville. So that's our input from listener Dan. We appreciate everybody who submits to us. And Dan, check your inbox because you've got a $25 Amazon gift card, as promised, to all of the listeners who get their submissions read on the show. Now, back to the episode. We were very fortunate. And we got to experience the country club life. We did. In Naples. Yeah. So we got to spend a, uh, a couple hours golfing at a place called Pelican Bay. And if you're a golfer, my guess is you probably have heard of this country club. I'm sure. I'm not a bona fide golfer. I'm just a very seldom occasional golfer. And I know where Pelican Bay is. Okay. So, so it was quite the experience. It was your birthday too. It was. It was a great way to spend on my birthday. I was going to just sit in the cart and watch everyone play golf, Jody, Mike, and James. And then at the last minute, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. What the hell? And I have to say it exceeded all of my expectations because I had zero expectations. I've always thought golf was the most boring sport. I thought it was very slow paced. I pictured men talking about their wives. <laughs> Well, hitting still do the that. golf ball and saying, hey, Joe, how, what's going on with how your accounts? How are things at the office? Yeah. Like, I just like, it's the mo- the slowest game ever. Like, blah. No, I was wrong about- Only on TV. Everything. Like, first of all, it's not a slow game. You have to move very quickly because uh, lo and behold, there are people behind you that are right up your ass yeah. that want to play golf too. And if you're too slow, you slow their game down. Yeah. By the sixth hole, they were bearing down on us. I literally wanted to flip them off. And Jody's like, no, you cannot do that. <laughs> she's, I'm like, we are members here. Yeah. She's like, I'm like, why are they up our ass? Like what's happening here? And she's like, we're going too slow. I was shocked at how fast you have to play this game. So it's not like I could even like I mean, you know, I would take my time hitting the ball and she would say, she would say, take your time. Then she'd be like, hurry up, (laughs) take your time, hurry up. Like, like we got to go. Um, it was so much fun. I am so close minded about certain things and golf was one of them. And I'm like totally converted. Like I want to take lessons. I want to get clubs. Like I'm like, oh my God, like I want to do this. But everyone has informed me that not every course is like Pelican Bay. What do you mean by that? Oh, because oh, Pelican like Bay is amazing. Yeah, 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 like yeah. everyone's like... Stuck. And we were on the baby course as well. We played the Pelican course, I believe. Okay, so and yeah, so- everyone, since I've been there, everyone has said to me, uh, yeah, well, not every golf course is like Pelican Bay. So um, I would say Braemar in Los Angeles, Braemar Country Club is very nice. It's, it's on par. Oh. Uh, in terms of aesthetic. I don't okay. think it's. I don't think it's the same... Um, it doesn't obviously have the same character or history as Pelican Bay, but um, in terms of being beautiful and all that, Braemar was really nice. I have I've only golfed a few places. So okay, that's like other than Pelican Bay, that's the nicest. I just golf, feel so. like I got so lucky to have my first <clears throat> golf experience at a, such a beautiful country club. Well, what you were even more lucky about was you totally 
crushed it as a beginner. I could not believe I guess how I did. good she did. Everyone said I did. Everyone's, I guess oh I God. did. There was a green, I think it was like the fifth or sixth green. I was hacking the ball. I had just gotten to a point where my, like I was driving okay, but my middle game was not very good. And, you know, just trying to get the thing up onto the putting green was really giving me problems with the wedges and all that stuff. And I was, I remember there was one where I hacked the ball like three times in a row and finally I sent it, but it, it only flew about maybe 80 yards, three yards or three feet above the ground the whole way. And I sat there and I was like, okay, that'll do. I can play that. And all of a sudden I hear, and I look above me and Denise's <laughs> ball is flying over my head. And I was like, that bitch, I cannot believe she is like killing me right now. I wonder if it's like so. Vegas where I just got lucky. You know how they say like the first time you go to Vegas, you get lucky. I wonder if it was, it's like that. Do you think I just got lucky because it was my first go around? No, I mean, generally you're good at those finesse games. Like I can say as a brute sports guy, like I'm not good at that stuff. Uh, it takes me practice and I think you just sort of have a natural knack. You, you're obviously you were good with, uh, hand eye coordination because it's all about keeping your eye on the ball as you swing through the putt. And I don't want to bore people who don't golf, but, um, you have to keep your head down and watch where you're hitting the ball and all that through your swing. Right. Yeah. And I mean, when Jody when you gave did that, me- you were doing really well. Well, every tip she would give me, like whatever it was, like one time she was like, okay, turn your body to the right a little bit. When I would go to the next hole, I would do exactly what she told me to do. Yeah. And it always like helped out. So I'm a very good listener and I, and I'm a quick, quick learner. Well, you listen to Jody, but that, that one hole, <laughs> when I said to I do you, listen to Jody. when I said to you, you're going to miss that. And you said, what are you talking about? And I go, no, you got to turn, like you got to, like I made you shift and then bang, sure enough, you made the putt. And I was like, see, he told you or whatever. And you were like, ah, that wasn't you or whatever. It wasn't you. You give me a hard time. It wasn't time. you. But it's like, I was, was looking me. at your putter and your putter was pointing away from the hole. <laughs> and I was like, that ball's, there's no way that ball's going in. You got to turn. And you did. That was all me. Uh, yeah, it was all you. It's because mm-hmm. you listened to me. Anyway. Okay, so golf was a success. Oh, yeah. I want to take lessons. Mm-hmm. And we got to eat in the country club. You got we to did. take off your hat to eat. You can't talk on the phone. Can't talk on the phone in the clubhouse. Nope, no, not at all. No, no, Lots no. of rules. A lot of rules. They and want we, people to behave. I get it. No riffraff. We were the riffraff. We were the riffraff. Oh, for sure. It was your birthday, and uh, you had a big, long 13-minute message from random people all over the country. Uh-huh, and I'm Not sure random people, friends and family. They were inside rolling their eyes going, you have to get inside, you're being loud. You have to get inside, you're being loud. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we were the riffraff. We were the riffraff, for sure. Uh, but it was fun, and uh, it was great to live for a week as the other half lives, as they say. Um, yeah. And they were gracious hosts. I mean, oh, amazing. you know, it's... Uh, we talked about Chicago people in a previous episode, and Mike and Jody are both from Chicago. They're good people. So after that Pelican Bay adventure, we we went- were ready for some more upper crust, and we decided we were going to head to North Fort Myers, <laughs> yes. where my family lives. Woo! It was more of a uh, it was more of a down home destination for me. Obviously, I have not seen my aunt or my uncle or my other aunt in. Gosh, since my mother passed away in 2018, something like that. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, so um, uh, I knew that they were living in this 
I knew that they were living in Fort Myers and reached out and they said, yeah, you have to come stay for a couple of days. And so we went to their little retirement community. I think it's a Deltura, Deltura Golf and Resort Club maybe. or something like that. Is it Tura or Toro? Um, Toro, maybe. Yeah. Del Toro, Del okay. Tura, T-U-R-A, oh, I think. Okay. Um, I was overjoyed to see them. Uh, obviously, you know, we're talking North Fort Myers, so all the mansions were behind us in Naples at that point. But uh, it was fantastic to see them for a couple of days. And, uh, you know, my Uncle Fred, we actually talked about Uncle Fred in the holiday episode. Oh, my God. Uncle Fred's the best. He is the best. And Aunt Barbara's Aunt Barb is a, a the saint. Best. I know. Aunt Barbara's And we also talked about Aunt Patty in a previous episode, Uh too. Anyway, so these are all characters you've heard of from my life uh, at some point. Uh, They are all Ohioans who have transplanted to Florida. My Aunt Patty goes back and forth. So she does the snowbird thing. Um, But, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to say I was very looking forward and when we left Naples, I think they were only like 45 minutes, an hour away, something like that. that's about right. So we went through Fort Myers, went to North Fort Myers, found their uh, little retirement community where they live. And they're a golf cart community as well. So everyone has a golf cart. They are. Yeah. Uh, But the, the, the best thing about their retirement community is the pub because that's where everyone hangs. And it is like awesome because like. You go in and Uncle Fred's already there. Yep. Everyone knows who Uncle Fred is. Yep. Um, it's just so much fun. It's like a cheers, but like with golf carts. Yeah. And if it were cheers, then my Uncle Fred is Norm. So, <laughs> and there's a Cliff who hangs out with him. It's, it's interesting because, you know, I'm f- 52 and I'm, you know, at that point where it's like, I'm worried, I'm telling my kids what to do and all that stuff. And it was just so funny. It was like the minute we saw him and he got off up off of his bar stool. And the minute I saw my aunt Barb, when I walked into their house, like, and the minute I saw my aunt Patty later, when we met up with her, it's just like, I'm reduced to like a seven year old kid again. It's just oh, so crazy how they that treat works. You right? Like that too. They do. Oh, and they're totally. like, Hey, you know, here's my nephew and you know, whatever. And, uh, it's, I mean, just the warm hugs. Mm-hmm. Like it's so sweet. It's so, it really sweet. is. It's like, I missed them so much. And it's just so funny. It's like being on an Island out in LA, you know, I know. all those years. And it's like, you don't realize like you just get used to certain things. And then the minute you see these people and just the fact that they can show you warmth and love and just, I'm just so fortunate to have them as my aunts and uncles. I have them on both sides of my family. I'm really fortunate. Like my extended family is just so loving and uh, the way he hugged me and he kissed me on the cheek and he I kept know. hugging me and then he'd introduce me to his friends and then he'd hug me again. And I was oh. just like, I have and love you, Uncle Fred, you know? know, and so it was just so good. Yeah, he's um, so sweet. His he really Aunt Barbara's so sweet. But she you, is. Um, they are. They're very, very welcoming. They've always been like that. They I have. mean, we're very lucky. And I'm very lucky because yeah. they make me feel very included. Yeah. And they sold uh the 160-acre ranch in Ohio. And they're living in this retirement community. And I asked him, you know, how do you like it? He goes, well, I'm good. I don't have to be my own groundskeeper anymore. It's true. So he really is enjoying his life now. She's enjoying her life. He works at the Home Depot a few days a week. Uh-huh. He, we laugh about that because oh we God, know Uncle so Fred is just there to make friends. Yep. 
Yeah. <laughs> he, he clocks in. He he makes some friends yep. and he clocks out three hours later. I said, so what do you do? Just show people like where the hammers are and stuff? He goes, uh, some days I don't even have to do that. Uh-huh. And so I'm just like, what are you doing? Just walking around with a clipboard all day? You know, he's like, no, he's like, you know, I find stuff to do and keep busy and all that. So it's I pretty cool. It. And my aunt works for Allegiant Airlines. She's figured out a way to get some pretty sweet perks yeah. to go on standby okay. flights. She flies for free. And all she has to do is yep. like, she's the person that pushes the people in the wheelchair to their gate. Yep. That's it. And she works like four or five hours a day. And she works just a few days a week. And she gets to fly for free. That's really, pretty awesome. Really, really smart gig you've landed yeah. for yourself there, Aunt Barb. Props. Um, so yeah, she gets to go see my cousins in Ohio all the time and, uh, pretty great, pretty great life they're living there. So let's talk about Fort Myers then. Yeah. Um, So, uh, the first night we were there, my my aunt Patty was already out drinking with Mm -hmm. her girlfriends. Yep. Getting in trouble. Shell's restaurant. So the Shell factory is this weird, like, I don't know, like, like Shell market place. It's a tourist it's, it's a tour. tourist trap. Yeah, it's a tourist uh, place where you stop and get shells. Yeah, but like they sell other stuff there. You can get sand in a bottle, stuff like that. I believe. Yeah, like it's like a really like it's a very Florida um, uh, tourist uh, shop. Yeah, and in the back they have a place called Southern Grill. You can get barbecue. You can get fried fish. You can get. Uh, that place was packed, and it was huge. It was there had so to be. Do you think there's a hundred people there? A hundred. Yeah. At least. I mean, oh, yeah. Okay. Probably 150, 200. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and it was packed and, you know, the beer was flowing and the wine was flowing and everybody was having a good time. It was, it was pretty so mixed crowd fun. there. It was a pretty mixed crowd. Yep. Mm-hmm. Old people representing, young people representing. Yeah. Uh, just your good, like, swampy bar. They had a, they had a, a girl singing. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, for us, it was just all about reconnecting and meeting up with uh, my family and all that. So we had a good time there that night. We were there for one, two, two days. Yeah, we two were days. there for two days. And I got to spend a lot of time at the poolside pub where uh, <laughs> where Uncle Fred drinks. Uh-huh. Uh, and so um, got to meet all the waitresses there, all the bartenders and uh, several of Uncle Fred's friends. We tried to go to a place called the Boathouse. Oh, Which that was is, ridiculous. Okay. That place was like- 500 f- people. It was like, yeah, I was going to say it's at least four or five times the size of the Southern Grill at the Shell Factory. Would you say there was 400 people there? Easy. And Easy. they had a pool with Big people- Big screen TVs everywhere. Yep. They had a pool with people swimming and bathing suits on that they right shouldn't have been the wearing. Front. That they shouldn't have yeah, been wearing. There were, yeah, there were some, there were some sights uh-huh. that night, that yep. day. Yep. Um, and there was also like an hour and a half long wait. So we decided we weren't going to stay there. And uncle Fred really wanted to go to Applebee's and we had to shut that shit down more than once. Yeah, Yeah, we did. We said (laughs) we did not come all this way to sit in an Applebee's. No, uncle Uncle Fred. Fred. He was so mad. We wanted to take him someplace nice. And so we were really insistent upon it. So we went down to downtown Fort Myers and he said, oh, there's plenty of places down there. Since we couldn't get into this one place with 400 people on an hour and a half wait. Yeah. We went to the River District, which is downtown Fort Myers. Uh, Turns out the Kearns Restaurant Group actually owns that boathouse that we couldn't get into. that I knew. Yeah. And they owned like eight, seven or eight of the restaurants. They literally own Fort Myers. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, And... Their restaurants are all kind of themed, but I must say, done pretty well. Agreed. 
You know, it's unbelievable. Like, I don't know if it's a corporation that owns it or a a couple of families that own it, but whatever they're doing, uh, just that one restaurant alone, I kept saying to you, this restaurant, they're killing it with the 400 people. They're killing it with the pool, with the bathing suits that people shouldn't have been wearing. Like, I couldn't believe it. Then you go down to Fort Myers and like every popular restaurant is owned by this Kearns group. They own that place. So yeah. there's a restaurant called Capone's, which is, I guess, built on an old bank site or something like that. There was actually a vault in the basement. They have a kitschy little thing with like Al Capone allegedly was, you know, was he, was he not found there or whatever, but they have a glass floor that you can walk on and below you is the vault. Yeah. The actual from room. the bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's the actual room Al Capone was found in or not, we're, we will never know. Um, and then they have a restaurant called Izzy's. It was the oyster. Well, Al Capone was never found, was he? No, he was never found. So he wasn't found there, well, but it was an actual room. There. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think it was just their thing. No, uh, it was an actual room. I read it. Okay. Anyway, it was Italian food there, obviously. Uh, the place was packed. Mm-hmm. Then we went to Izzy's Oyster and Bar. Oyster and Oyster. Fish and Oyster. Mm-hmm. O- Izzy's Fish and Oyster on the corner. That place was also packed. It was. We had one non-seafood eater in our group, so we decided, well, we're not going to go there. Uh, We are going to go to a place called The Lodge. Yes. Which was barbecue. Uh Uh-huh. And they serve it on the metal trays, Texas style, where it's like, what do you want hot links? Do you want uh, brisket? Do you want pulled pork? What do you want? And so uh, we ordered a big, like, sort of family platter. Uh got our grub on there. Oh my God. And sure enough, uh, we wanted to take uncle Fred somewhere nice. And what happened? He's sneaky. He's sneaky. He sneaky. kept getting up during the meal. Oh, I'm so And mad. I just thought Even he was right like now. stretching and he had like gotten a little winded on the stairs and he paid the bill. He paid the bill. He got up and was being sneaky and gave the waitress his credit card. And we weren't looking and he paid that bill. And I was so mad because I ordered the extra brisket and I never would have ordered that if I knew he was going to pay. <laughs> we ordered all kinds of stuff thinking uh-huh. it was going to be on our tab. I totally did. I went like kind of like I would I misbehaved on someone else's tab. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, you have to check out that area. Some of the other bars uh, worth mentioning is there's a Firestone, which is a rooftop bar. But I think you go in there and it's also like a gas station theme. Oh, that's the one where you walk in and the bathroom sinks are basically tires with rims. Yeah, it was cool. It was kind of like a a higher end version of Quaker Steak and Lube. If you've ever been to one of those, the wing places. Okay. That are all over the sort of northern, north, northeast part of America. The feeling I got from being downtown Fort Myers was it was old Florida, whereas Naples was new Florida. Yeah. Did you get that feeling? I would agree with that. Yeah. Naples definitely felt a lot more like new money. Yeah. And this felt just more like, um, like, uh, even the architecture was like, old florida like and i don't mean old and like dirty i mean like old and like architecture like just like like something out of a a movie like you know what i mean like i I, that you know i i I thought it was quite charming yeah for sure um and so uh they took us through there was a courtyard back there in some in somewhere in one area around it was really cute there was a band playing there was more barbecue around that side now Uh, downtown fort myers though just to let everyone know it's not near the water 
You can see the water, but it's from what we're told, it's, we're 30 minutes away. So uh, if you're going to do a beach, I would not suggest staying in downtown Fort Myers. It's yeah. not near the beach. Yeah. It looked more like a river mm-hmm. at that yep. point or some sort of yes. channel Yeah, um, where you could see. Uh, so anyway, that was great. They also have a bar called The Social House. The same restaurant group has yeah. a bar called The Social House. That's for your higher end cocktails and sort of... I don't know if it's farm to table, but I think it's sort of a more um, like made from scratch type place. I could be wrong because we didn't venture a lot around downtown Fort Myers. We did a little bit. It seemed a little more sleepy. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be a place that like you'd want to bring your teenage kids. It'd be like a place where you'd want to go with like, you know, if you're like over 55 and want to like visit like a Florida town. That'd be your jam. And from where we were coming in North Fort Myers to downtown Fort Myers, we did go through like one or two areas that were a little sketch. And then, um, remember? Yeah, yeah, we did. You're right about that. Yes, be careful. Before we got to downtown, uh, you could actually see a lot of the boats that were pushed up on land and all that. Yeah, so it goes back to the one thing that we noticed. Like in Naples, you saw very little of that. But in Fort Myers, you saw a lot of that. So again, you know, obviously the money tends to talk and that really showed in, in, in our you know, in our drive yeah. from Naples to Fort Myers, how uh, the cleanup was a little slower in areas like Fort Myers, but really quick in Naples. Yeah. Um, I also am told, I you know, when we were with Jody and Mike, Mike told me that, uh, uh, he told me that, uh, you know, as many people that could uh, basically paid somebody to take their yachts out of Naples and away from oh, the hurricane. Okay. Whereas I don't think yes. that was an advantage that a lot of fishermen or, you know, sort of smaller yacht owners in Fort Myers boat had owners. that. I don't, yeah, yeah, boat owners. They did they just didn't have that uh no. Like you don't advantage. have that kind of money. I mean, yeah, that's true. If you if you have a yacht, then you have the money to have someone take the boat and remove it for you and Take it up north, take it wherever, you know? And I even said to um, the Tiki boat captain when we were talking about this, well, can't they just put like the boats in a garage? And he said, no, because the hurricane will wipe out the garage. Because I thought, okay, well, they have the boats stacked in garages, right? Like, you know, how they do that. So just take the boats and put get them off the water. And he was like, where? He said, you have to remove them, like get them out of the state or take them up north. And um, I was like, oh. Didn't even think about that of course like uh, what can what can withstand a hurricane like you know very few things so yeah, yeah. a garage that houses boats may very well not be, sustain a hurricane and so uh people in fort myers just didn't have that luxury yeah yeah so um but we had a great visit with my aunt and uncle and other aunt uh, yeah we did and uh <laughs> within a few days it was time to get back to work again and at i think it was around that time where i was really feeling the effects of having pneumonia and you were uh you had <clears throat> felt the effects of both a head I got cold really sick yeah. and breaking a crown i did yep it was awesome in naples i broke my crown and then in Fort Myers, I got a horrible, horrible cold. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, so we were a mess. We were a hot mess. Yes, yeah. we were. But that trip, besides being a hot mess, I really enjoyed. I got to see um, a part of Florida that I'd never been to. Same. And um, I would highly recommend, I mean, f- different parts for different reasons. Um, 
And I think, you know, we laid it all out. Like if I were going to go back, I would definitely go back to St. You would be a millionaire in Naples? Exactly. I would be a millionaire in Naples. If I could go back, I'd be a millionaire in Naples. Um, I really enjoyed St. Pete Beach, so I'd like to spend longer time there. Uh, That is like Fort Myers where it's old school Florida. Um, But St. Pete Beach, St. Pete is actually on the beach where Fort Myers the area we were in downtown was not. Yeah, That's the only downside. It was a bit more of a slope. Yeah, only downside. We were able to see three cities in Florida, that, all three of them great for their own reasons uh, that we were never able to see before. And you rem- worked remotely from Naples. You, I did. Now, would you consider working remotely like for an extended period of time in that area? Did you like it enough to do that? Only if I could do it in St. Pete's right next to where the ladies shop is. Stop it. <laughs> Stop I'm just it. kidding. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, who wouldn't want to work in Naples? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's like amazing. It's pretty dope. Yeah. But I would settle for Fort Myers. I would settle for, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think out of all three places, like St. Pete's for me still gets the nod. Because it's think right it, on the beach. It is. And I think it also fits our personality profile a little more. Like, you know, we're not afraid of, I don't know. Maybe I'm probably only speaking for myself. I think you could definitely, you could adapt easily to the Naples lifestyle. Huh. Very. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a St. Pete's kind of guy, I think. But uh, I don't know if I get a few million in the bank. We laugh because Jody, my friend, knows I'm not really a beach person. And one time Jody said to me when she came to visit me and I took her to Malibu, what don't you like about the beach? And I said to her, the sand, the surf and the sun. Because it's true. I don't like the, the salt water. The sun burns my skin and the sand I cannot stand. And she was like, oh, my God. So for me to say that I like would love to be by St. Pete Beach is really just saying I like to be by the beach. Doesn't necessarily mean I'd be at the beach. Yeah, you would never know. <laughs> Let's not ourselves. But, um, yeah, I mean, Naples was amazing. Uh, just amazing. Every Everything about it was beautiful. But when you're talking like what's old Florida – what's like seaside it would be a a town like saint pete okay very good so uh let's do real quick rapid fire let's see what we can come up with top five and bottom five three cities saint pete okay naples fort myers lump them all in okay naples aesthetically so beautiful so uh top five is just um the homes, like the homes in Naples, like you can drive and drive and just never get tired of looking at how beautiful everything is. Uh, I like the fact that you can walk around Naples very easily. Like you are different, there's different areas. So for me being able to, like we left Jody's house and walked to a couple different places where we could eat and shop and, and drink and go grocery shopping, like just anything we wanted. I absolutely love that about, uh, Naples, uh, St. Pete beach, definitely in my top five. I liked the downtown area of St. Pete beach. Um, again, you have, you need a car, but once you get there and you can park it, you can walk around the whole little quaint area quite nicely. Um, I loved my, uh, my top five, the restaurants in Naples, St. Pete beach. I just didn't experience it restaurant wise. So I can't tell you, but I definitely had a great experience in Naples for every single restaurant. I went to every single one, I went to four restaurants. Uh, it was, one was just as good as the other, uh, didn't have that experience in St. Petersburg. We had that Italian place that wasn't good. And, um, 
Other two were good, but look, you know, I, I, we didn't have one bad meal in Naples. So that to me was key. That's part of my top five. And then my fifth one would be um, seeing Uncle Fred and Aunt Barbara was in my top five. It was so awesome spending nice. time with them. So they definitely made my top five. Uh, bottom five, real quick. Lots of traffic in Naples. I heard it over and over again that it never used to be like that. I don't know what it was like before. I do have to tell you, it was pretty bad. I went three miles and um, it took me 45 minutes. And I'm told that that's very normal now in Naples. So that's kind of a bummer. Wow. We want to get away from traffic. That's brutal. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was, there was no car accident either. So it was really bad. Also the neighbors in, in Naples. Hey, I know it's really great. I was telling Jody this, but damn, I couldn't do a TikTok to save my life. I was out there uh, on the street trying to do a TikTok, <laughs> and everybody was stopping me and asking me what I was doing, where I was, where I live. I'm like, go, go with your Range Rover to your house and leave me alone. Like if one more person would have given me a side eye, I'm like, damn it. I'm just trying to do a TikTok here. So yeah, that was really, really annoying. That's awesome. Yeah. Really annoying. One person said to me, that's my house. And I'm like, no shit. Okay. Like go continue. All right. And this isn't about you. It's about me right now. It was oh so, so annoying. Funny. Um, that was in my bottom five. Okay. Um, I literally only had two bottoms and that was it. Like, like there was nothing really that I disliked about Fort Myers. Um, I guess another bottom would be that Fort Myers is a little sleepy from, for us. Yeah. I wouldn't take my daughters there for like a vacation because it's not for teenagers. So for our family, Fort Myers was a tiny bit sleepy. So that was a bottom for me. And um, I think that's it. Honestly, I only had three okay. bottoms. Like it was a really good trip. Like yeah. I don't like there's nothing like I can't make something up. Like I really there was nothing. It was like it was really nice. Okay. Then I guess it's my turn. Uh, I would say my top fives are meeting up with Patrick and Gina and Sarah and Mike and Kaisa. And uh, then my second one would be meeting up with Mike and Jody. And my third one is easy, meeting up with uh, Aunt Barb and Uncle Fred and Aunt Patty. It was a great trip because for me, it had friends from sort of all phases of my life and it had family. And we haven't had that in a while. So it's yeah. like, it's been you and me and it's true, you know, uh, and I'm not just saying like for the years we were in LA, I'm saying like for the last calendar year when we've been traveling and yeah. stuff, it's been mostly you and I. And so, uh, it was just great to have those, that those, those threads, I guess, uh, strengthened and, you know, just kind of, I don't know, man, it was really good. It, it was like, it grounded me and I felt good about that. And I don't say that like in the, like, you know, I'm not like meditation guy right. or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. It was just like, really like, it felt like home. It felt like home and it just had like a, I think I needed some sort of calming and uh, all three of those factions gave that to me. So that was good. good. Um, so uh, my fourth top five is playing golf at Pelican Bay. It's a storied golf course. Cannot thank Mike and Jody enough for taking us there. Uh, I suck at golf. I really want to practice and get better. It was amazing. I don't know when that's going to happen. But uh, I do want to try harder so that if ever I'm on that course again, I could do a little better. Uh, I'll but still it, beat you. It was. It, I'll you, still beat you. Didn't you didn't beat me that day. So I, why, I think I did. Why are you using the word yeah. still? I'll still beat you. And my fifth one is being on the road again. Aww. I really enjoyed it. Okay. I missed it. You're a fun person to travel with. I'm Thank glad you. we got to do it. 
uh, even though we were both like at death's door by the time we came back. Um, <laughs> we were. It's pretty crazy. We were. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's kind of it. I mean, uh, I don't really have any bottoms either. Um, you know, it would be nice if they could clean up Fort Myers a little faster with all the boats, you know, they're just sort of stranded there or whatever. But we it's like the- hurricane recovery and how do you quantify when things can or can't get done it's not for me to say it was weird driving it was just hard to look at a little bit it was a little hard to look at it's true because we didn't see this in naples but like we would be driving on the freeway and there'd be a boat right there to the side of us on the grass yeah yeah it was like why is that boat still here like you know this was in fort myers and it could be insurance reasons you know yeah could Mm -hmm. be that you know it takes a long time to get through the paperwork so anyway i don't know i'm just saying like it was a reminder that Hurricane Ian blew through here like two days after we got to Florida. And, you know, there are a lot it's of people true. that were sort of, you know, they they got it. They got hit pretty hard. So that sucks to just, you know, to be we, we're not even seeing the devastation. No, Mm-mm. we're seeing things after they're pseudo cleaned up. So. Yeah. And the only other thing I want to say in my bottom five is people who blame remote workers for everything. Stop it. Um, You know, I did a quick little Google search while you were talking earlier in 2020, the population of St. Petersburg was 258,000 people. In 2022, it was 260,000 people. So that's 2,000 more, a very small percentage. Could have been families having kids, mostly. So again, I go back to, let's see so the data. So you're just saying 2,000 people. If you, if you told me all 2,000 of those people were remote workers... No, no. They that, came to St. Pete's and have ruined the economy. I want to see. I'm willing to have that argument. Okay. If you if you could if you could say to me, yes. Where'd these I, numbers I come from? They came from Google. It's gotta be real. Anyway, I'm just saying, you know, a lot of people had babies during the pandemic too. So, you know, this little slight nudge in population. They're not complaining about 2,000 people. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to have to look and see about real estate in St. Petersburg. Like I said, way back. To be continued. Way back in the episode. To be continued. I call bullshit. Mm -hmm. I call bullshit. That's enough for this week. I'm sure you agree. Yep. (laughs) Take them out. Empty nest, full tank. See you guys next week. Good times, babe. Your pain. <laughs> Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.